Shall I go to the right? Shall I go? Yes. One, two, three, four. Even the baby wants to contribute. <laughs> four, five, my dear Eric. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now I'm starting to mimic him now. Praise the Lord. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, the Bible says we should do what? We should think. I'm not only thinking. Praise the Lord. Amen. And amen. No other person here. Okay. Could you pass the... Where, where did we stop last week? Chapter 8. Okay. Let the contribution start rolling now. Jeremiah chapter 8. Please. Next time, tell the... I really need more light. I know I have my glasses, but sometimes I don't see this Bible because it's too small. And I need the Bible to teach. Amen. So let's remind them again. Mommy needs the light. Because I'm in the light. <laughs> Some of us were here. So when we start to start to contribute, there are things that you need to add to what you have known before. So let's add more. Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. I'm contributing from verse 8, that is Jeremiah 8, 8. It says, how can you say we are wise? This is God speaking. And he was hearing the voice of his children, well, children of Israel. And they kept on saying that they are wise. He said, for we have the law of the Lord. You know, when I was reading this, it just flashed my back, mind back to when we too, we say we love God. We love God, and God is saying, what is the evidence that you love me? Oh, we love God because we come to church. We love God because we pay our tithes. We love God because we pay our offering. And let's go further. In verse 9, he now said, the wise will be put to shame. Now, they consider themselves wise. They will be dismayed and trapped. Since they have rejected the word of the Lord, what kind of wisdom do they have? And that's what ministered to me. That these people rejected the word of the Lord. They do not obey the God's instruction. And they said they have wisdom. From this scripture, I learned that wisdom can only come when you apply the knowledge that you know. The definition of wisdom is applied knowledge. So we already have the word of God. But if the word of God that we know, we do not apply it practically into our life, then we will not be wise. And that took me straight to the book of Second Timothy, when Paul was admonishing Timothy in chapter 3, and I read from verse 14. He said, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So the more of the word of God that we know and we apply, the more wisdom we are able to accumulate. And thank God for those of us who come here every Tuesday to learn the word of God. But it's not good enough for us to just learn it and don't apply it. So we should go home and be like Berean Christian, search the scripture like Timothy search the scripture and apply what we learned in this house to our daily lives, and then we will be wise. 
not just wise in the things of God, but wise in the letter of man. We'll become more intelligent. And I pray that the Lord will enable us and help us to adhere to the word of God in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My contribution is from uh, Jeremiah chapter 8. I'm reading from from verse 6 downwards. It said, I've listened attentively, but they did not say what is right. None of them repented their wickedness, saying, what have I done? Uh, verse 7 is where I'm going to actually. So even the stock in the sky knows our appointed seasons, and the dove, the sweep, and the trush observe the time of the migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. My people do not know their time. If we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, to everything there is a season. River. I said, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Then from verses one, um, verses 2 to 8, it talks about the different seasons we have in our lives. Many at times we don't know the seasons we are in in our lives. When things happen to us, we begin to murmur and complain and grumble and see all kinds of things. If we can, like the animals, understand the timing that God has given to us, what happens then we learn to do what God has sort of commanded us to do in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. That in all things we should give thanks. But for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. I think for we know that all things work together for good, for them that love God, for them that are the called according to your purpose. So what happens when you, you get, you switch to the realm of thanksgiving in any season you are in in your life, that is when God will work that situation to work for your good. And God will give you the victory. Praise God. Let's put our hands together for God. Praise the Lord. My contribution is centered on Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 4 to 7. And I'll just say it within the time limit I have. Um, Jeremiah, yeah, this, the verse is centered on Jeremiah exposing the false prophets and in God asking the people why they were not obeying him, but were instead stubborn to listen to his instructions. The people were asked the question of why they did not turn, to, turn back to God. They refused to seek the Lord while he is near and to, come unto, unto, and to call unto him why he is not far away, the book of Isaiah. So mom mentioned the analogies used in these verses. Example. As human beings, it is sensible that when we fall down, we rise up again. And then she also, we should trace our steps and get on the right path of life where the righteous walk. Then she also mentioned we are like, that we should not again not be like us who rush to the battlefields, not recognizing the dangers ahead. So these are some people, for example, some people are in some churches where there are false prophets, but they still refuse to leave and they refuse to return to God. So one of the lessons there is that we should recognize that internal life, because these are everyday matters. Uh, when we fall, we rise. Us is good. These are everyday life. But one thing is that we should recognize that internal life is more than everyday matters, because it is forever, and we should obey God's instructions. So it's always better for us to obey God's instructions, to fear Him, and that whatever we are doing that are wrong, we should come back, retrace our footsteps, come back to God, and He shall accept us. May the Lord Almighty help every one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen.
I'm going to be sharing from verse, um, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. It says, Kings, officials, priests, prophets, and the people, the same end or destruction awaited them because they loved to serve idols. They will not enjoy the privilege of being buried, but rather their bones will be exposed to the idols they love to serve. Idols such as the moon and the stars and the sun. God was going to punish them whilst they were alive and punish them again in death. Isaiah 44 verse 9 reads, Those who love idols are nothing and what they cherish are worthless. Just as Isaiah declared through the word of God, idols are worthless. Therefore, whether alive or dead, they also will have no value. Usually when we're dead, um, they bury our bones and we have peace. But these people, in death, they will still have no peace. So what, ma- what struck me the most in this scripture, or what, what I learned from the scriptures, the extent to which God hates idol worship. And in Matthew 7, 21, it says, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. As we can see, priests and prophets that were meant to be children of God were being punished. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 8 verse 7, which reads, And even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed seasons, and the dove, the swift, and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. And um, migration, birds of migration are creatures that always need to be in sunny land. So when winter falls, they fly from cold countries like the UK to warmer countries like the south of Spain or countries in Africa. And um, one thing is that statistically, the size of the brain of a bird is almost 10 times smaller than the brain of an average human. But God was asking the question that even though humans are much smarter than birds, how is it that even the birds knew um, the things that God had called them to do and the way to go, how to get there? And these birds acted upon instinct. That was how God created them to be. And Isaiah 1-3 tells us that not even it was just only the birds, like all of God's creations act upon instinct, doing what um, God tells them to do but if you look at humans um, humans generally do everything possible not to serve God and so um, we need to continually be checking our lives so before I finish I would just like to ask everybody um, that in our everyday lives will we be like humans resistant to the call of destiny or will we be avail ourselves to God like the migratory birds amen I'm just going to read this little note on the on Isaiah chapter 8. In that uh, chapter, it said, Due to the people's abominable sins, God will punish, disgrace, and bring them to shame because of their idol worshipping. That is, due to their stubbornness to, to, to go their own way. Then God, and this is also what is happening in our day today. If you are stubborn, if you come to church, you just feel like I can do what I like. I can just go anywhere I, 
I like to go. I can speak anyhow. I can do anything. The Bible says in this chapter, due to the people's stubbornness, they will be punished. They will be disgraced and bring them to shame because of their idol worshipping. There are various ways you can worship idols. Uh, our children can be our idol. Our husbands can be our idol. What you own in your home can be an idol. Your work can be an idol. Anything that debars you from serving God becomes an idol before the Lord. Especially in this nation, sometimes our work becomes our idol. Sometimes in raising godly children, ah, no, you can't, I can't afford to save this time. You have time to really, do you understand what I'm saying? May the Lord grant us understanding. And the Bible said, due to the people's stubbornness of heart, said God himself, if there is any way whereby we are getting into stop being stubborn or ignoring God in little things, even ordinary Bible studies, you are supposed to be here and you sit down at home and said, I can watch it on the internet. Internet. God's, what did God say we should do? He said we should come together to study the word of God. And God will help us. The priests and the leaders that are coordinating so that we can do it fast and everybody can be able to go home and relax and do the right. Because coming together, there is a heat. There is something in this gathering that will make you to cruise at an altitude. When you get to that altitude, there is no way you can come down. So let's not uh, do it our own way, but do it God's own way. Now, he began to talk about the idol worshipping of the people. He said their bodies and the bones, which is one of the contributions of the lady uh, towards the back there. He said their bodies and the bones of the kings and officials of Judah, the bones of the priests and the prophets and the bones of the people of Jerusalem will be removed from their graves. Instead of them being buried properly, but what they, their action on earth, because they use that body to serve the sun god and the moon god and all the other gods, when they die, their bone will be exhumed. And they will suffer. It will be, they will be brought on the, on the field or on just anywhere. So that the god that they worship will dry the bone very well. And their cows and all the rest of the people with their bone. May that not be our end in the name of Jesus. Because, and what does that say to us? If we refuse God while we're on earth, we neglect God as having idols. Hell is a problem. So let's always have it in heart. Why am I serving? Why am I coming to church? You know, let's always have it in heart. So that even our flesh, you know, when we go here, the flesh will die. But it will germinate again, according to First Corinthians. But such people that have served idols instead of God, the boy will remain there. And when they resurrect their resurrection, they are going to hell they will not be partaker of hell in the name of Jesus. Their bodies and the bones of the king and officials of Judah, the bones of the priests and the prophets and the bones of the people of Jerusalem will be removed from their graves and will be exposed to the sun and the moon and the stars of the heavens, which they have loved and served and which they have followed and consulted and worshipped, i.e. what they believed in and worshipped as gods, and they believe, and their belief could not save them. That's Jeremiah chapter 8, 1 to 3. The perils of the prophets, and the sin and punishment of the people, and the perils of false prophets. God asked Jeremiah to tell the people their sins and punishment. That's 
chapter 8, 12 to 12. In his speech, he mentioned exactly the mind of the Lord. God is sending us as priests and prophets. In our speech, where we have opportunity to address people, where we have an opportunity to, to speak the truth about God that we know, let us speak a deep down truth about him. Let us not cajole, you know, try to tell the people because one of the ones that our sister could write, they are saying peace, peace to the people when there is no peace. They are telling people if you give, you yeah, give unto you good measure. You use Bible to destroy a lot of the work of the, of the Lord. And the prophets were deceiving people. And then he said here, God asked Jeremiah to tell the people their sins, the people themselves, their punishment. He, even the, in his speech, he mentioned exactly the mind of the Lord. What did he say to the people? He said, from that chapter 8, you can mark it 4 to 12 if you are writing it down. He did not know why the people of Jerusalem had turned away from him. He expected them to return back to him should they leave or turn away from him. 8 verse 5. And then he says in that, uh, continue, continue to say, he said, they continue in the lie and cling to deceit. Yet they refuse to return to him. God carefully listened to them, but they do not speak the truth or what is right. That's why we was comparing. When somebody falls, will they not get up? They should get up. But his own people, when they fall, they don't get up. They believe to be, I'm not falling. I'm not falling. They like to be there. When they backslide, they live in their backsliding state. May that not be us in Jesus' name. Say they do not repent of their wickedness. Hmm. Is there any wickedness in us? We must make sure that we throw them away. Because wickedness has a lot to do with our spirit, soul, and body. When you are a wicked person, you begin to lose the odor, the aroma of wickedness. People around will know. Even you yourself, you know you are a wicked person. But you pretend. Like the Bible is saying, but it said all is ruin. They do not repent of their wickedness. He also said to them, they pursue their own cause, like a horse charging into battle. We all know that we are on the battlefield for the Lord, but God's demand that we pray. As we go out every day, we pray. We don't just take laws into our hands and do things the way we like it. He said instead of them to come back to their senses, he said they charge all the time. You just pretend that everybody thinks you are doing the work of God. You are coming to church like everybody is coming to church. You are moving as everybody is moving. You are like, oh, they give them command. They are just going, they, anything to command. So the devil is giving command. And then we are pretending under the devil's command. We shall be judged for these reasons. That's the reason why I was mentioning the birds. He talks about all these birds, the stock and dove. He talks about the swallow and the thrushes or the cranes. These are special birds. Stock knows their appointed seasons, and the dove, the uh, the swift, and the thrush. And the swallow and the thrushes, that is the crane. Observe the time of their migration. When you see these birds, sometimes you see them like a brother has just explained. They come in their season. And I liken this as well to the book of Psalm 19, when I spoke to us last week. Psalm 19, it talks about um, all heavens. They come, they declare the glory of God. In the morning, the sun will come out. And when it's getting, they say they come, they utter their speech. They speak in various ways. You understand? When in the morning, when the sun is not uh, bright enough, he's speaking that there's going to be rain. 
or the weather is going to change, or something, or it's going to be snow, the clouds, and all this. And thank God for the astrologers that God has put in place to be telling us, so that you know the correct dress to wear, you know the correct shoe to wear, so that you don't end up in cold, and you are shivering, and all the rest of that. So he likened us to all these other things that God has created. He said they come out, they utter their speech, they know what time to come out, they know when to, 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 to really do God's bidding, but us that God has created. What did this say about us? Said, but my people do not know the requirements. They do not know the judgments or the ordinance of the Lord. That is, they don't know the law by which God rules us. God will move us this way because we don't know the word of God. That's why in this church we are asked to, to read the word of God on a regular basis. We have the Bible study so that I can be able to know when God is moving this direction, we don't move our own direction. Like God has spoken to this church is the year of God's glory. Every one of us must walk in his glory. We must begin to depend on that glory. We must want to see the revelation of his glory. We must be under the glory. We must not do anything that will take us under the glory. On Thursday, <coughs> we are here to discuss about Miriam, the senior sister of uh, uh, Moses and Aaron. What happened to them? They were full of arrogance and pride. They were talking against Moses' wives. Though they have their own shortcomings as well. But God called them out of the tent. On that, he brought the cloud of glory on them. And he warned them. We are under the glory of God. We must fear God and do the right thing in God. Because today God is calling people out of the glory. That's why you hear some people, I'm no more going to church anymore. Ah, when is the year of God's glory? You don't want to experience that glory. Or when you know that this is a church that the truth of God is spoken. One or two people will just speak into your ears. Then you are, you, you are. No, as far as I'm concerned, I don't be. Eh? May the Lord help us. Because when God declares to you we're in a place, it's just like a fruit is about to drop to benefit the, the right fruits, to benefit the community. And then the food decided to drop when it was still green. It brings sourness. May the Lord help us. There is more to learn in God. He's talking about his people. He said, you do not know his requirement. We don't know the judgment of God. That's why we misbehave. You talk anyhow. He said, we don't know. But these birds, they will not fly anyhow. They know that if they fly when it's winter, what happened to them? They die. So they go to a place where the weather is a little bit okay. Because that is the wisdom that God gave to them. They don't force their will out of God. He used birds. He used sun. He used moon. Anything God is saying, that's what they demonstrate to us. That's why we can also. But he said, my people, they don't know the Lord. They don't know the judgment of God or ordinance of the Lord. They don't know his law, which God rules over us. He's urging his people to return to him. Jeremiah 8, 7b. Then you can put Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 12. Isaiah 1, 3, which describe his people. He talks about, he can liken his people to Proverbs chapter 6 as well. He talks about the ants. They know what time to do what, to store their meals. But my people, they are so lazy. They don't walk. They liken us and be like the ants. If you know God's requirement... We should know like Brexit is coming now. We should be praying that a good agreement is the end at the end of us. We must be able to use wisdom to be able to know the right thing to do so that the beginning of Brexit or anything that happened will not affect us. We should look at the season and ask God, what next, God? 
God is able to reveal to us. Amen. And when you write all this scripture, it talks about plants. Songs of Solomon 2.12 talks about the plants. They know what, how to act as the Lord has created them. So in that chapter 8 verse 11, Jeremiah criticized the false prophets. He criticized the priests alike for fostering a false hope of deceit and security in the people. When you read that Jeremiah chapter 8, 11, he talks about this. So God criticized them because they are telling the people, peace, 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 when there was no peace. The same thing, a lot of people said, the Lord will bless you, amen. The Lord will only, what does the commandment of God say? It's only people that follow the word of God to the, to the true word of God. And they act it and they use it. Those are the people that the amen, that can say amen to the Lord will bless you. They said the Lord will bless you, you better check yourself before you say amen. You will say cause are the people, and then you, are not, you know that you are the one that is dragging people back from the church. You are the one that is, and then you say blessing and cursing, and then they say amen. Then if you are that person, you say amen, it shall come to pass. So my people do not know, they don't know the requirement. They don't know, the, even priests begin to deceive them. Even in their idol worshiping, we tell them there is peace with you. Time will not take us to read this again, but when you get to that, I'm mentioning to you. And in that chapter 8, 13 to 22, he talks about the part of God's judgment for idol worshiping. He will take away their harvest. We read it last week. He will, but he will take away their harvest. He will send venomous snake. I remember the apostle was helping us. That is the devil too. Are you listening? Vipers that cannot be charmed. And he will bite them. Mm. They will not be beaten by snakes. Or by devil, the real snake. Said so the prophet mourned for the people. Thank God for Jeremiah. And that is in uh, chapter 8, 16 to 22. I said to you last week that uh, everybody knows Jeremiah as a weeping prophet. Any small thing is crying. We see it in chapter 9. Any small thing. You say everybody should pray, everybody should cry. You know, and there is sense in it. Amen. You know, when I got born again, I was telling you last week, where we are praying, there is no day we come to church, we don't cry. All this get one, buy one free, or get one and buy one, get one free. That is happening in the church today. He's not making people to think. But Jeremiah is the type, is the prophet that makes people to think. When you leave the church, even when you are in the church, when you come to a prayer meeting, you are crying. Because those prayers that are raised, some is like you have not even gotten to that stage yet. And you begin to cry. But the most cry we are going to cry is when we get to heaven. So people will narrowly enter heaven. And he said, tears will be wiped away from our eyes. Because we narrowly enter heaven. May we enter heaven peacefully and be rejoicing with our hands, praising God in the name of Jesus. He said, part of God's judgment that's coming on the people. We send venomous snakes to them. The prophet mourned for the people, 8, 16 to 22. Why? Why did he mourn for the people? In that chapter 8, verse 8, 16 to 22, he said they provoked God to anger with their carved image and foreign gods or foreign idols. That's the reason why he's crying, because every time he's talking, 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 talking to the people. May, he, may we have listening ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. And that takes us to chapter 9. Oh, that my head was spring of water. This is the crime prophet talking again. And my eyes are fountain of tears. I would weep day and night. That's what he could do. 
for the, for the slain of my people. He said, oh, that I had in the desert a lodging place for travelers so that I might leave my people and go away from them. For they are adulterers. Why is he saying this? Oh, that my eyes is like this. He's full of tears. Even my head, every part of my body is full of tears. I will cry for these people until God will hear. Why do you cry? Sometimes you have to cry. You have to take that pain. Look up onto the mountain. Look up onto God and cry for, for one soul. We don't take it easy at all. And this is Jeremiah, the crying prophet. If I wish I had all this, he has them. So if believing in that and it goes straight, he will weep and cry for the people. And this is the stage that God wants us to get, especially for this nation. He said, even I wish, as we are going in the desert, I have a small place like a, like a, like a small camp where I can make a wooden house. Where I will go, when the people are grumbling and doing all these uh, bad, bad things that God is against, then I can weep for them. That's a prophet indeed. You know what happened to Moses? Moses weeped for the people. In their grumbling and everything. He pitied them and weep for them. That is what God has raised us as priests and kings. So that we can cry for this nation, especially this nation. Many years ago when we came here, over 35 years ago, that we came here, all these knives and everything were silent. Or they, they, they were happening, but it's not coming out. They were interviewing somebody on the television and with the coat and everything. I was in the kitchen when I was looking at that. Then I saw, he brought, uh, I was afraid, even in the kitchen. He brought machete, what do you call that thing? Not even sword. He's a machete. Ah, I was watching it, that makes me to fear. So you are going around London with somebody dressed and with coat. Then they were questioning, how do, you, how, uh, how do you feel with this? I didn't hear it properly. But he brought the machete. Well, blunt and it's like a well sharpened. And it's like, if you sweep the span of it, like a saw. When a small thing happened, that's how they slice people's head, slice people's hand. And we are all living in the same community. God wants us to hide somewhere. We don't listen to such news and just take it for granted. When we come together as believers, we must cry. Look at what happened in New Zealand. He should make us to weep for the nation of New Zealand. Weep for our nation because we are... Look, sometimes it's because of the prayers of the saints in this nation. Sally foreigners that are here praying and doing a lot of... We are going to church. Even the origin of this nation, they don't pray like we pray. But thank God because our prayers are answered concerning them. They will come to church... When you look at all these soul places, they call them the fridge. What do you call the one in New Cross here? No, no, that Brixton is the fridge. Venue is the one in New Cross here. Some people come all over London to come to this place, Venue. On a Saturday, this call something. But God has called us like Jeremiah. When you start to move around them, you move around these places, these houses that you see, they are meant to, for people to go and relax. And, but more things are happening. People would kill when you get to the city. They show them on the television or when you drive through the city during the weekend. Come and see how people are killing. Even in the cold, we must be like Jeremiah and begin because that is the God. Where they spend their money. They are not ready to do anything. They hear that bad thing happen, they still want to go there. Even Christians. 
That's why I feel so sorry for those of us that are raised in this country who don't know our left from our right. When mothers are talking, you think you know the right thing. One of the days I sat my son down and said, look, hear the word of God. We have gone through thin and thick. That's why you can see us standing today. I said, here, some of you have not seen anything. And that's why you take life so easy. I said, I'm not trying to threaten you, but this is where I'm coming from. So that's why when parents are telling children, they think it's just, you know, all this canopy gathering that you are seeing. Hey, I can just go. Because people, people raise meetings and the, people risk themselves to go into meetings. Are you listening to me? Young ones. They come knocking about 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. They are just coming. The time that you need to use to pursue your life. You are not pursuing your life. Other people are reading, they are getting promoted, they are buying homes, they are doing everything. You are still under a uh, council. May the Lord help you. But when we are speaking, you don't understand. It is where you not get to that point where you have to be a man on your own, where you have to buy homes, where you have to do a lot of things. Now you are staying under mom, mom's and dad's umbrella. You are going to get bus pass money. You are coming, you do a lot of things. You understand? Saying, you don't even care. The day you don't have, the food is ready. You can go to the kitchen and dish your food. When you go out to live on your own, then you will know. You will pay gas bill. Because even when you are in university, mom still send that money. Dad still send that money. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let's take life as it is and watch out for all those gods that the enemy has set out so that they can take our heart away. May the Lord help us. Amen. Can mention some other gods. Sexual immorality, they are gods. That will take the life of our younger ones away. The more you are shouting, the more they don't care. There's nothing bad in having boyfriend or girlfriend, but when you go into it as if uh, something else is happening in your life, it becomes an idol. Swift you off. Before you know it, you are swimming in the ocean of sin. May the Lord help us. These are the things that Jeremiah said, I wish I could cry. I want to lock up myself. I want to pray for the idolatry of the people. They are full of adultery. They are full of bad things. I want to cry for them. God has called us as Jeremiah. We have a greater assignment as Jeremiah to cry for this nation. To see this nation that they prevail over all the things that the enemy has brought along their path. And will give us the strength to do that. That's the reason why we are, we are reading Jeremiah. He said, all that I had in the desert, a lodging place for travelers. So that I might leave my people and go away from them. God is calling us at the time to leave our home, to leave our family and go away. <coughs> and go and cry on their behalf. If it's a little room that you have, it's time to go to that little room. The altar of God. If it's in this altar, we don't use the altar the way we ought to use the altar. You just come, bow down there and cry your heart. The altar is a place that I know when I'm coming up. It's a place that people go and cry out. When you read the book of Psalm 84 or Psalm 180 something, it talks of two birds, the swallow and the, and the, the, swallow and the spiral above, whatever. He said these two birds, when they fly into the sanctuary, they will go to the altar. To lay their egg. They know that the hand of God is upon the altar. How much more those of us that God has created. We don't know how to make use of this altar. May the Lord help us. That is why we can go and cry. You are going through times and situations. You see things happening in your life. That is not supposed to be there. You, see, you must go to the altar. Instead of complaining about it. I don't know. 
Eh, it leads God to do that. Then you are comforting nothing. We must be the, the crying Jeremiah in our own time. Said how I wish I leave all these unfaithful people. They make they, they they make ready their tongue like a bow to shoot lies. It's happening in our day today. People tell lies, big big lies. They are blowing left, right, and center. Began to mention their sins here, and in that chapter, a part of God's judgment to take away. We take away their harvest. We send venomous snakes, vipers that cannot be charmed, and we bite them. This is the judgment of God. Because thank God for crying Jeremiah, because the people are in deception already. The people are liars already. People are doing wrong, wrong things. So, for adventure, we find ourselves in this. Let us not come under the wrath of God. Instead of wrath, we pray that God will have mercy. Says the prophet mourned for the people, 8, 16 to 22. Why did the prophet mourn for the people? You can see that in our society today. He said they provoked God to anger with their carved images and foreign gods. How did they provoke God to anger? The gods that they have brought in the center of them, between them and God. And I said, well, anything can be your God. But we don't want anything to debar from serving God. Hallelujah. And it takes, I was, I'm reading chapter 9, isn't it? I'm on chapter 9, verse 1. Sorry about this. I just, uh, my hand just went there. I wrote here, we know that Jeremiah is a weeping for a prophet. He mourned over the suffering of his people. Out of his deep compassion for them, Jeremiah 9, 1 and 10. He would love to look for a place in the wilderness to hide himself. Even you have had it from chapter 8 there. But in chapter 9, verse 1, he still mentioned itself. To hide himself because of the sin of the people. So chapter 9, verse 1 and 10. And then you can also see it in chapter 8, verse, uh, verse 2 here. Verse, no, no, no. Chapter 8. I read it now, uh, 9 or something. Uh, 9, nine two, but in chapter 8, it was there. So chapter 9, verse 1, and uh, verse 10, but is that is in chapter 2 again. So, but let me read it to us. He said, Oh, that my head was a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears. I will weep day and night. For the slain of my people. When he saw the punishment of God upon them, he was not happy. And he wished. I know that he actually did it. All that I had in the desert, a lodging place for travelers, so that I might leave my people. We don't need a lodging place. Get a place in your home. Hallelujah. And go away from them. For they are all adulterers. Begin to see the reason why Jeremiah is weeping for his people. He said they are all adulterers. A crowd of unfaithful people. They are not faithful to God. Neither are they faithful to man. They make ready their tongue like a bow to shoot out lies. They tell lies every minute, every second. Their lies can even kill you. If it's not by truth that they they triumph in the land. They go from one sin to another. That is, they keep on sinning. 
happen. They go from one thing to another. They do not acknowledge me. God is saying that they keep on sinning and they do not acknowledge God. Does that not happen in our community today? May God take us to the right path. Say, beware of your friends. Do not trust anyone in your clan. For every one of them is a deceiver. Is that not happening in the church of God? We don't know who to trust. Even in the church of God, people deceive. They weary themselves with sinning. You live in the midst of deception. In their deceit, they refuse to acknowledge me. Is that you in the house? Keep on deceiving people, pretending in the church. The Lord will help us. Everybody is doing the right thing. You to join and say, I'm doing the right thing. But you are doing the wrong thing in the church. You are part of the people that are pulling the church out. God said, you know what God said? God said by himself. Because I prayed that instead of wrath, God should have mercy. God said, he will move those people aside. Do you understand? Because we don't pray for anybody to die. We move them aside until they learn so they can come along. They will not be moved aside. And it says here, we should beware of our friends. There are some friends that will not make you to come to church. You know you can watch it on the TV now. When God said, well, we should fellowship. These are part of the things that he said. He said, my people, they just take laws into their hands. They take judgment. I can't watch it. I can't go to church today. You watch it out there. And you convince other people not to come to church. May the Lord help us. In the name of, we are supposed to come to church so that you can encourage the ministers, you can en- encourage the deacons, you can encourage the elders, you can encourage everybody, and we all sit down together. Is it not beautiful as we're sitting there looking at each other and we are learning the word of God? Some people are contributing, it's not going to be so sweet. The television is meant for those people in Europe, those people in Nigeria, those people in Africa. That's what the television is meant for. Those people at work that they can take break during their work time to go and watch it. But if you are available, God wants you to come here in your flesh, with your blood. And the blessing that comes upon everyone that fellowship comes upon us. When the Lord said to the disciples that they should go and meet in a place and they should pray. During the time of Pentecost. But adventure, somebody is not there. Will the wind of the Holy Spirit go to meet that person anywhere? It's only those people that are obedient to the call. And they came, they gathered together and they prayed. That's why with the first time that they gathered together, the 120, that was the time that they, they spoke forth. They were able to choose the next person to replace Judas. The word of God came to them. But if you're on your own, you're on your own. But if you're gathered together, that is a blessing that comes in fellowshipping. The Lord will help us. And he began to speak. There are some friends that are full of deception. They pretend to be part of the church, but they are, they are part of the church, but they are one leg out, one leg in. That's why when we pray, and you are saying amen and everything, the Lord will just move them to the side, so that the children of Israel will go. There are grumblers. There is nothing that you can use to please them. They grumble about little things. They grumble to distract people. May you not be such friends in the name of Jesus. Ah, are you the only one? Are you, even some go to an extent of cracking jokes. Are you mother Jesus? Are you, uh, God, has, God has blessed everyone. Everyone can preach. Uh, if you think everyone can preach, come and carry the microphone and preach. It is the grace of God. It is grace of God that gives you the boldness to speak. Grace of God that grants you understanding when you are studying. That's why it says everybody should humble themselves in the presence of the Lord. When you humble yourself, then God lifts you up. Then he fills you. 
then you'll be able to release part of the grace of God. So Jeremiah was crying for these people. Because they go from one sin to the other. I pray tonight in Jesus' name that God will break every fetter of sins in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And he said, they do not acknowledge him. You know, there is one thing to say that you are, go- you are serving God. Another thing to know that inside you, you are not serving God. And you are full of lies. Beware of your friends. Do not trust anyone in your clan. May God grant us the grace to trust everyone. Because in fellowship, we want to trust everybody. So therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says. See, I will refine and test, test them. Test. For what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Because of the sin of my people, their tongue is deadly arrow. Ay-yah. It speaks deceit. Uh, he speaks deceitfully with their mouths. They all speak cordial to their neighbors. You can see deception. But in their hearts, they set traps for them. Should I not punish them for this? declared the Lord. Should I not avenge myself? On such a nation as this, I will weep and wail for the mountains and take up lament concerning the wilderness grassland. They are desolate and un, untraveled, and the, and the lowing of cattle is not heard. <coughs> They have come into the time of famine because of their sin. God is not making things to work again for them. Because of their deception. And their cattle are not even their work. They don't have work to do anymore. We now put it on uh, recession. Recession. It might not be recession. Maybe because of the way we have comported ourselves. You know, serving God. God might not be happy with this. I pray that instead of wrath, God should have mercy. Say, should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will weep and wail for the mountains. That's what he's saying. May God put us there. When we begin to see the dryness of the hand of the enemy upon the life of individuals, we must begin to pray for such people. Because you don't know what they have done. You only need to pray. We can't judge them. Amen. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruin. You remember, he said that he's going to make even their kings, their priests, and all the people that are deceived people in idolatry. He's going to put exhume them from their graves, expose their bones so that they can eat and dry by the sun that they save and everything, so that they can even in their death they will know the power of the Lord. And that's what he's talking about here. He said that we weep and wail for uh, for the mountains and take up a lament concerning the wilderness grassland. They are. Uh, they are desolate and untraveled. And the lowing of cattle is not heard. The birds have all fled. And the animals are gone. <laughs> Begin to see God's falling here. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruin. A haunt of jackals. And I will lay waste the town of Judah. 
So no one can live there. May that not be a portion. Who is wise? Enough to understand this. Who has uh, been instructed by the Lord and can explain it? Why has the land been ruined and laid waste like a desert that no one can cross? The Lord said, it is because they have uh, forsaken my law. May the Lord, Lord of God be number one in our lives. Which I said before them, they have not obeyed me or followed my law. <laughs> Obedience is better than sacrifice. They didn't obey, neither did they follow his law. That's why I compare us with the birds and the stars, the moon and everything. Those ones, once God's people spoke like this, they came to being. In the middle of darkness, when he said, let there be light, what happened? Light came. But God will telling us, let there be light. We are not ready to display the light because we are full of lies and deceits. May the Lord help us. Instead, they have followed the stubbornness. I want you to underline that. They have followed the stubbornness of their hearts. They have followed the bow. Their ancestors taught them. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. See, I will make these people eat bitter food. May that not be a portion. You know, Jesus said, my food is to do the work of him that sent me. Do you understand now? What is your own food? When the enemy will set bitter food before you, you can eat it. Jesus can eat his own food. That's why I talk about uh, 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 evangelism. That is Jesus' food, to win souls. But when your food becomes bitter, there is no way you can do anything. And drink poisoned water. That is death. I will scatter them among nations that neither they nor their ancestors have, have, have known. And I will pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. May that not be a portion. May the Lord have mercy upon us. So this is what the Lord Almighty says. Consider now, call for wailing women to come. May God raise such women here in the name of Jesus. Don't know why I always talk of women. You will know women go everywhere with Jesus. And we thank God that our men are following as well. Now call for wailing women. Send for the most skillful of them. You know there is skill in serving God. There is skill to do great things in God. The skillful one that when you when it's prayer time like this, they are praying. And <laughs> but you know that the word of God must dwell richly in you to do that. And that's the reason why we are studying the word of God. When you call for willing men, you are able to be there to, <coughs> to flow under the grace and an anointing of God. Because you have played your own role. So Jeremiah is putting his trust. So I pray that every one of us will be skillful. Especially in the things of God. We need skills. When you are not skilled in, in doing your examination, that's what is coming to me now. Your pen will always be... And you always look at the ceiling. If not, you try to do giraffe neck. If it's to... We call it giraffe neck. You know, when they stretch that neck, giraffe, it can take anything. You, you steal some boots. 
May the Lord help us. If you are skillful in anything that you need us to do, you don't need giraffe neck. You don't need to hold your pen and you, you need like when you are frustrated, you won't be frustrated. You will know the right word to use at the right time. That is where we are going. Jeremiah called for them. Ah, they don't like me. So that they use when you are not skillful in that area, they won't put you. Instead of you to, to, to now say, God, help me, so that you two will get there and you'll be praying. Eh, they won't use me. You begin to have grudge. You be, begin to have irritation. You begin to do those things that God hates and those things that is detestable to Him. You begin to hate the people that are put in front. They can't use you because you are not skilled. Is it in the work that God has ordained for you in your place of work? They cannot put you forward because you are not skilled. It's not racism. Amen. So sometimes you know the truth. Instead of to walk by the truth and buckle your shoe, do the right thing at the right time. Study to show yourself approved workman. When you are in church, ears, your ears to listen, your mind to flow with what the Lord is saying. And as you are reading the Bible at all, no distraction. No idol place before you. You are straightforward. You'll be skilled in anything that you do. Four people went to school. Only one graduated. Because that one decided to focus. When exam came, he's not just rushing to read everything. From day one, he's been studying. That is what God is telling In the area of, of, of this arrays with the Lord, we must be skillful. Skillful in the word of God. When they mention the Bible, you must be able to answer it. Amen? Amen. And the Lord will take us there. Amen. Say, consider now, call the willing women. May we be part of the women and the men that we call to stand in God for our nations. They say they are praying for a nation. They don't call some people to come to pray for a nation. Because you are not skilled in that area. You don't go to school for this. You, see, you have to make it by the grace of God upon you. Let them come quickly and wail over us. Till our eyes overflow with tears. And water stream from our eyelids. So I put the eye will be dry. Mm. They are trying to go when they are even praying. It's a serious matter when you come to church and people are praying. It's not time to be trying to go and looking at other people. I remember in those days, there's one of this one of my friends. A serious matter in the church. It's when I start to grow more in the Lord, I'm I'm thinking, I'm, I'm a Christian. But you are celebrating a big thing. You know, like, I don't. I can't remember what they started celebrating. So this man brought this nice uh, chain with big fish. I used to go to Methodist church then. We all sat down. I didn't see no big fish. I said, man, look, look, look. Big fish. If you want to eat fish? Some people are distractors like that. You can never be skilled. Ask me whether I want to eat fish. Immediately I just focus on <laughs> Some people like to dismiss you. If you are skilled, in, in, they won't see no fish. She was carried away, trying to lure me into that group. I said, no, I didn't see no fish. Because you have to pray, and the man of God is declaring. <laughs> and declaring. Some is your children. That will distract you. When people are wailing and they are praying, that's the time that you are distracted. You will put in, you will get carried away. Other people are serious. Our angels are there. They are giving gifts. But you are using things. She's playing with your baby. Playing with your baby. Instead of from, from the womb, your baby should be praying. Those of you that are pregnant now, let me give you the key to prayer. When they are praying from the womb, when they grow, you will see them do robo They don't know what they are talking about. 
But they hear, you know, you know, you know, yeah, hallelujah, praise Allah. They don't know what they say. Because you are skilled in that area, then you are able to put them through. May God raise us. He said, fill our eyes overflow with tears, and water stream from our eyelids. The sound of wailing heard from Zion. How ruined we are. We are serious with, 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 with praying to God. How great is our shame. We must leave our land because our houses are in ruin. We won't get to that extent, but we pray as great intercessors. As our city 2 verse 6 applies. God has planted us on the walls of our city, on the walls of our homes. He wants to pray until we see the grace of God excel upon everybody, upon every member of this church. We must pray. You don't pray for one person and leave the other person. We must begin to pray. The Lord will grant us the grace. He says, the sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined we are. How great is our shame. We must leave our land because our houses are in ruin. Now, you women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters. You know, why did he refer to women here? Proverbs 1. He said that women should do what? They should teach. And fathers should what? Should instruct. I'm teaching, they are not listening. Keep on teaching. I'm praying, they are not listening. Keep on praying. <laughs> One day, it shall come to pass that they will flow under that unction that you have been giving to them. He said, now you women, I don't know why I didn't call men, because men are there to instruct. We just instruct and we go. But if I were you men tonight, that I've had this, I will keep on teaching as well. Instructing and teaching. Instructing and teaching. He said, now you women, Hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the word of his mouth. Open your ears to what? To the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. I don't know why he's referring to daughter. Maybe the men should teach their son how to instruct. <laughs> but teach your daughter. How to teach your daughter and your son? And your sons. How to wail. We need to teach our children how to pray. When we come and some people take their children outside, so you lock your child in the house. And then you are coming to pray. You are so selfish. When Jesus was small, he was taken everywhere. That's why the prophecy upon his life came to be. And when that came to be, he was able to stand in the midst of scribes and Pharisees. And he was preaching to them with boldness. That's how he started his ministry. After the river Jordan experience. Now women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. This is what is happening on our streets. Amen. It has removed the children from the streets and the young men from the public squares. Say, this is what the Lord decrees. Dead bodies will lie like dunks on the open field. Like caught grains behind the reaper with no one to to, to, to gather them. Hmm. May that not be our own part in the name of Jesus. This is what the Lord says. Those some people, they've been fed up. You just leave them, leave people like that. They're fed up of people. They're fed up of what is happening. So you just leave. You don't do anything. You only wake up and pray for yourself. That is not what God is going to say. Now begin to pray for cities. Begin to pray for nations. Pray for every home that is represented in this church. Pray for other people's children. Pray for your own children. Until we see the grace of God excel upon their lives, it shall come to pass. And we all glorify the name of the Lord. 
This is what the Lord said. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom. Or the strong boast of their strength. Or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me. May that be our boast, boasting in the Lord. You know, Paul referred to all these things when he's preaching the word of God in Corinthians. He said that, I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, righteousness on earth. For in this I delight. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all who are, who are circumcised only in the flesh. Only in the flesh. We are supposed to be circumcised in the spirit, in our hearts. Egypt, Judah, Edom, Ammon, Moab, and all who live in the wilderness, in distant places. For all these nations are really uncircumcised. And even the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in the hearts. May the Lord bless the reading of His holy word. Even the church of God, they are uncircumcised. That's why you see people do th- wrong, wrong things concerning the, 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 the things of the kingdom. May God bring us there in Jesus' name. I quickly read just little notes as we, as we round up because time is against us here. We know that uh, Jeremiah is known as a weeping prophet. He mourned over the suffering of his people. Out of his deep compassion for them, Jeremiah 1 and 9, 1 and 10, he would love to look for a place in the wilderness. He must love to look for a place where we can pray for people. To hide himself. Come, uh, come out of distraction and go and hide and begin to weep and pray because of the sins of the people. What are the sins of the people? I was able to gather them as I was reading them to you here. Say they are adulterers and treacherous. The sins of the people, they have bent their tongues like bulls and they have become liars. They are very quick to tell lies. That's why they bend it like bull. I don't know how that is done, but I think this is a figure of speech. They are not valiant for the truth on earth. They are proceed from evil to evil. They do not know God. They take advantage of their neighbors and do not trust their brothers. They slander and deceive their neighbors and will not speak the truth. They taught their, uh, their tongue to speak lies and weary themselves to commit iniquities or adulteries. They are full of deceit and refuse to know God. Jeremiah 9, 1-6. For all this reason above, God said he will do what? He will punish his people. May we not come under the judgment of God. 